Say, Andy, did you hear that whistle at last? Sure did, Amos. That whistle means Rinso White, Rinso Bright, Rinso New. Yeah, that's right. It means that this is Sunday. We're on the air for Rinso with Solium in it. Show with Lou Lubin, Ernestine Wade, Johnny Lee, Willard Waterman, Gene Vanderpile, Roy Glenn, Teresa Harris, Jeff Alexander and his orchestra, and radio's all-time favorites, Amos and Andy. Hey! Yes, sir, the Amos and Andy Show, brought to you by Lieber Brothers Company, makers of New Rinso, the only soap that contains solium. That's why Rinso gets your clothes whiter and brighter than new. Rinse on white, To prove that miracles can still happen, the kingfish finally got himself a job. For the last two days, he's been working for the government as a census taker. But apparently the job is too much for him, because right now he's back in his apartment complaining to his wife, Sapphire. Holy smoke, Sapphire. I must have walked 300 miles today. This job has done ruined my arches. My metal torso has done collapsed on me. <laughs> collapsed? George, you always complain. Complain of nothing. When I got out of the bathtub this morning, I made a footprint like a wet pancake. I know that. <laughs> and just look at the way my bunion is throbbing there. Look at that. It's beating like it's got a heart of its own. <laughs> I, I couldn't just sense this job, Sapphire. I quitting the job, that's all there is to it. George Stevens, you ain't ever held a job in your whole life. Why, even during the war when everybody was working, you didn't do nothing. Well, that wasn't my fault, honey. At the beginning of the war, they froze everybody in the present job. I was out of work, so it was my patriotic duty to be a bum for the two <laughs> Well, you ain't quitting this job, George, because walking never hurt nobody. Why, my father was a mailman, and for 35 years, he walked 20 miles a day with that heavy bag over his shoulder, and it never hurt him. What do you mean it never hurt him? It pulled him all out of shape. One of the boy's shoulders was a foot higher than the other one. <laughs> George, you're exaggerating. Who's exaggerating? When they died, they had to bury the old boy in a triangular box. I know what you're <laughs> George Stevens, may I, as your wife, beg you not to give up this job. I'm asking you to keep up the work, bring home your money, and don't complain. I'm asking you just as nice as I can to get up and go to work tomorrow. Well, now, look, honey, there's only one thing that i got to say about this whole thing. What you got to say, you big bum? <laughs> Set the alarm clock for six. I want to get an early start. <laughs> well, you better keep that census job, or this year the government's going to have one less person to count. <laughs> I gotta figure out an angle on this job somewhere. I wonder if there's any way of having somebody else do the work while I still get the money. <laughs> I have to find somebody as stupid as a mule to do that for me. Hmm. Mule. I think the next time I see Andy, his name's gonna be Francis. That's <laughs> Hi, Kingfish. Oh, come in, brother. Andy, come in. Say, uh, what is that sign you got on the door there? Official census draft board. Well, just what I say, Andy. You see, they didn't get enough volunteers to count the population, so the government had to resort to the draft. 
And I was happy to say that I was going to appoint head draftsman for this area. You was, huh? Oh, yes, and then uh, it's my job to see that you don't get no no account counters to count the country. You see, that's my job. Uh, well, I guess they won't draft me because they turned me down in the last draft on account of the equipment wouldn't fit me. <laughs> no, the man say he couldn't find no helmet that come to a point in the back. The shape of a man's head ain't got no bearing on the census draft, cause I just got a flash from Washington, D.C. that you was in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you was now a buck private in the great census army. That's what you is. Holy smoke. When did all this happen? Last night, ain't it? Down in Washington, General Hershey stuck his hand in the fishbowl and come up with a fan tail and your number. That's what he does. <laughs> Last night. Boy, that happened fast, all right. Oh, yeah, then, yeah. Now, here your number right here. They pulled it out of the fishbowl. 135. See that? Still a little wet. Look at it there. Well, I can see why they draft people for the war, but how can they draft them just to take the census? Oh, it's the most important thing in the world, Andy, knowing how many people there is in the country. We wouldn't want to offend Russia, would we? Wait a minute. What has the Russians got to know? Why they got to know how many people we got? Well, don't be stupid, Andy. If there's a war, they got to know how many bullets to buy, don't they? What's your problem? Oh, yeah, yeah. I never think of that. That's oh, right. Sure. Suppose they just took a guess at our population and didn't make enough bullets to go around. No. They'd have to come over here and beat some of us to death with clubs. Now, you can't do that. Yeah, well, I can see what good it would do for the Russians, but what good do it do our country to find out how many people we got? Well, lots of good, Andy. For instance, take the clothing manufacturers. Yeah, they got to know how many people there is so they'll know how many suits to make. Yeah, huh? yeah well, if they ain't got enough of the right figures, you know... Next year, you'll be able to see 20% of the population walking around in the BVDs. <laughs> BVD people come up shy. We're in big trouble there, too. <laughs> That'd be a mess, all right. Well, I guess if that's the case, i got to do my duty. Oh, fine, Andy. And I'll tell you what. Just hold your derby over your heart there, and I'll administer the census taker's oath to you. Yeah, well, go ahead and minister the thing. Uh, I said, your heart, Andy, you got the thing down over your gallbladder there. Oh. <laughs> yeah, that's better there. Now, does you, Andrew Brown, being a fairly sound mind, promise to uphold the tradition of the Census Department, despite rain, hail, sleet, biting dogs, kids with slingshots, and all in flame bunions? I do. Congratulations, Andy. Here's your official census questionnaire. A map of your territory, a fountain pen, and a box of Blue Jays. Carry on, old boy. Put it there. Hey, you know, this is nice of you letting me use your personal fountain pen with your name on it. Oh, yeah, Andy. I was proud to have my pen serving in this great cause. At a time like this, can't none of us be slaggers, you know. Ah. Now, here, uh, take this briefcase along with you, too, with all the stuff in it. Yeah, well, now, there's just one more thing, Kingfish. How much do the government pay me for doing this census work? Pay you? Yeah. Andy, did Admiral Dewey ask for pay when he sunk the man? Did the Minutemen ask for overtime when they had to wait an hour? Did Betsy Ross ask for money when she sold the stars and stripes on General Washington's pants? Yeah, you're right, Kingfish. I was a heel to even mention it. Certainly you. Well, farewell, Kingfish. I is off to do my duty. I'm really going to cover some ground today. I'm going to do some walking. <laughs> Madam, I, as a census taker, what is your full name? Madam, how much money do you make? And now, mister, how many children does you have? Madam, how much money has you got? 
All right, Sonny. How many children do you have? Excuse me, but how many children has you got in your money? Oh, me, oh, me. I must have been to 40 places. I said, tired, I get in these questions all mixed up. I don't know which ones I ask in first or second or nothing. Oh, it's almost 11 o'clock at night. <clears throat> I'm going to take that one house over there by that vacant lot, and then I'm going to call it a day. Oh, honey, I just had to call you. I wish you wouldn't work down there at the office this late at night. Yes, I know, honey, but it's so lonely here with nothing but a vacant lot next to it. All right, dear. I'll try not to worry, but make it as soon as you can. Oh, dear, I'm so nervous. Oh, I wonder who that can be at this hour of the night. All right, how much money has you got? Money? Oh, help, help, police! But listen. Oh, oh thank heavens, I got the door closed. He tried to rob me. Oh, me, the only thing to do is call the police. Operator, operator, get me the police department. Yes, a man just tried to rob me. Please calm down and tell me what you're trying to tell me here. Well, look here in the paper, Amos. Beetle-browed intruder attempts to rob local woman. Yeah, I see that, but what about it? Well, Amos, I as the beetle, they is looking for. <laughs> and how in the world did you get mixed up in this here thing? Well, the whole thing started when I heard the Russians was coming over here and their BVDs and beat us to death with clubs. <laughs> that and when I rung this woman's door, she thought I was trying to rob her. All I was trying to do was census her. Census her? Yeah. Then she started screaming, and I run out of there. Well, that just looked kind of suspicious. Why in the world did you do that uh, for, Andy? Well, Amos, listen, the way I figure, if you get caught near an open safe for a screaming woman, ain't nobody going to believe you're waiting for a streetcar. Tell you that. <laughs> now, wait a minute, Andy. One thing I don't understand about the whole thing here, since when has you been working for the census department? Explain that much to me, will you, please? Well, the kingfish done drafted me yesterday morning. Drafted you? Yeah. Listen, Andy, the kingfish got some kind of an angle in this here thing. They ain't drafting nobody for the census. They ain't, huh? No. But the kingfish say they was. Oh, look, Andy, I think the kingfish was getting you to do his work. That's exactly what I bet you he was doing. Yeah. I'm going right over there now. You know, I was just thinking something. Here. Oh, what's that, Andy? Do you think that maybe the kingfish and that General Hershey bar could be in cahoots on this thing? Oh. Now, listen, Brother Andy, there ain't no sense in wanting to punch me in the nose. If that woman thinks that you was robbing her, why, we is in big trouble. That's all there is to it. Yeah, but, Kingfish, you got to go to the police and tell them that I was taking the census in your place. Yeah, well, I can't do that, stupid. Don't you see? If they found that out, why, they'd throw me in the clink for fraud. Now, I can't do that neither, you see. Well, I ain't going to be the one to go up to that big iron motel up to Hudson. I'll tell you that. <laughs> well, Andy, it looked like one of us going to have to go to jail. Yeah, well... How are we going to recite it? Well, let's take a vote on it. All right. I votes I don't go to jail. 
And I vote that I don't go to jail. Hmm. Count the vote here looks like we got a tide on it, sir. <laughs> yeah, we're going to have to have a runoff vote, sir. Now, remember, Andy, in political circles, it ain't polite to vote for yourself. Just remember that. It ain't, huh? No, now go ahead. Start the vote again. All right, I vote for you. Good. I vote for you to go to jail. <laughs> Something went wrong here, too, didn't it? <laughs> Thought I had you in a striped suit there already. Now, look here. I tell you, Andy, we really ain't got enough people here to put on a good election. Maybe we better cut cards for it. That's what we ought to do, cut cards. Yeah, okay. Get them out. Get them yeah, out. I got a deck right here in the desk drawer here. I'm playing canasta with myself here. I will show you something here. Yeah. Yeah, there we are. Now, just make sure there ain't going to be no cheating. You look out the window while I shuffle the cards. No, yeah. no, nothing doing now. Nothing doing. <laughs> I'm going to watch every move you make. Mm, yeah. All right, Anna. All right, now, I'll fan them out on the table here. All right, now, low man. The low man goes to jail. All right, I'll draw first. There, I got a ten. Go ahead, Andy, see if you can top that. <laughs> okay, let me get one here. Oh, boy, I got a king. King no good, Andy. The king don't count. This is a democracy. Go ahead, draw another card. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Hmm. I got a queen. Well, I guess I'm in the same trouble there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I'll tell you what, Andy, we'll put these ball cards back here and we'll draw again now. You go ahead and draw first this time. Go ahead. Yeah, okay. I got a nine. You got a nine. Well, let me draw here. Look at that. I win. I got a king. Wait a minute, here. Hold it. Hold it. When I draw the king, you said it didn't count because this was a democracy. Yeah, well, I forgot to tell you, Andy, I happen to be a British subject. Tough luck, old bean. I'll come up to see you on the next day. Hold everything now. Wait a minute. Listen, Kingfish, you done cheated me here. I'm not going to jail, and that's final. Well, I tell you, I ain't going there neither, because... Wait a minute, Chanda. What? You know, when it come right down to it, I don't guess there's no reason for either one of us to go to jail, because after all, that woman didn't really get a good look at your face. The police ain't got no clues, evidence, or nothing. And they, they'll never pick us up. Yeah, that's right. They got to have a hapus capus to arrest us. <laughs> and they ain't got no way of hapus in our capuses, you know that? <laughs> We're in great shape here. We can just sit here and laugh at the police department, laugh at the census department, laugh at the government. <laughs> oh, yeah. Let's laugh at everybody. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, we ain't got nothing to worry about. You know that, don't you? Oh, uh, oh short of the barber. Well, I was down here for I never expected I, I, I'm certainly glad. I, 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 hi, fellas. <laughs> Shorty, what you doing over this way? Well, I, I, I just come over to tell you the, the latest news on that beetle-browed robber that tried to hold up that woman on 134th Street. The latest news? Mm. Yeah, well, what did you hear, Shorty? Well, it, it was in the afternoon paper. It seems the robber left a clue at the scene that would positively identify him, and the police expect an, an arrest momentarily. Holy smoke, Shorty. And is the beetle-browed robber. Yeah. Oh, man. Look like they done half a star capuses, you know that? <laughs> What are I going to do? The police will probably be here any minute. Now is the time that a fellow needs his friends close to him. Yeah, well, don't, well, don't, don't worry, Andy. I'll, I'll stick by your side, old pal. I'll, I'll never leave a true friend like you. I'll be right next to you, old buddy. You can depend upon... You, you don't have to... You, I'll, 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 I'll. So long, stranger. <laughs> Uh, 
Holy smoke, Kingfish, now he is really in a mess. We? Yeah. Andy, depluralize the thing, will you please? <laughs> there happened to be the only one beetle in this, and that's you. Yeah, but Kingfish, ain't you gonna stick by me? Stick by you for what? What you talking about stick by you here? You gotta stick by me. I is in the soup. Well, there ain't no sense in having two matzo balls in there. You just <laughs> Wait, listen, Kingfish. Oh, listen, nothing. Look here. If you were stupid enough to let a woman think that you was going to rob her, don't blame me for it. Take the punishment like a man. That's all you got to do. Don't get me in the mess. Kingfish, this is the dirtiest trick you done ever pulled. You got me into it. Now you got to help me. You know what? I'll help you. I'll drive you over to the police station and save you the disgrace of riding in the wagon. That's what I do. Oh, listen now, Kingfish. Oh, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'll come in. Uh... Uh, who is you, mister? I'm from police headquarters. We got a clue in that robbery on 134th Street that led us here. Oh, you in the right place, all right, and the man is ready to go. There's your man right there, Andrew Brown. I is George Stevens. <laughs> Good. Come along, Stevens. We found a fountain pen with your name on it. You see, uh, the whole thing, uh, that is, uh... Well, Andy, don't just stand there. Say something there. Officer, I never seen this fellow before in my whole life. <laughs> Stevens, let's go. Now, here. wait a minute. You listen here. You can't bust in here without a search warrant. I has got my rights. I as an American citizen. I as protected by the Bill of Rights and American heritage and everything else. It's all in the Constitution. And I ain't going. You see this nightstick wise guy? Well, now that the Constitution is repealed, I'll be right along. <laughs> Locked up in this cell. What a disgrace. And this bunk is so hard. Oh, if I could only go to sleep. They can't do this to an innocent man. Oh, me. I wonder what they're going to do to me. They'll never believe I was innocent. I wish I wasn't so tired so I could think. Oh, I got to sleep. What in the world is the judge going to do to me? What is it? What is George Kingfish Stevens, on behalf of the state of New York, for armed robbery with a loaded fountain pen... I sentence you to be taken to the state penitentiary where, on the night of April 20th, you'll be put to death in the electric chair. No, 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 not the chair. Not the chair. I got a wife. It would kill her. It would kill her. Oh, Sapphire, honey. I'm so glad you come to see me. I goes to the chair tomorrow night. I know it's breaking your heart, darling. I knows it. But, honey, you are smiling. Is you got good news? Oh, yes, George. I just been to the governor, and he done granted my request. Oh, that's great, honey. You mean he's going to pardon me? Don't be silly. He's letting me sell the television rights to your electrocution for $4,000. <laughs> honey, honey, you can't mean that. You will miss me, honey. 
You'll be lonely, honey. Don't worry about me, George. I'm throwing a big cocktail party in the death house right after they pulls the switch. Oh, but honey, but honey. Well, so long, George. I won't be seeing you later. I'll be glad when you dead, you rascal. Oh, no. Oh, no. Oh, me. I goes to the chair at midnight. The guards say that they'll be coming to... Get me ready for the electric chair. Uh-oh. I hear footsteps coming down the corridor now. Oh, me. I wonder who's going to do that nasty job. Hello. <laughs> Andy. Andy, you going to prepare me for the electric chair? Yeah, and they didn't have to draft me for this. I volunteered. <laughs> oh, Andy. Andy, what is you doing there, boy? Just slitting your trouser leg. Oh, Andy, is you going to shave my head, too? No, Kingfish, far as your head is concerned, you've been ready for the chair for the past 20 years. <laughs> Come on, Kingfish, let me get to work here. <laughs> George goes to the electric chair tonight. Hot dog, they're roasting the Kingfish tonight. Clara Van Porter, will you please hurry? They'll have the old boy barbecued before we get there. No, no. I go to the chair in ten minutes, and my friends hate me. Wait a minute. The light is going dim. They are testing the chair. Oh, Warden! Warden! Come in here, Warden! Warden! I gotta talk to you! Well, did somebody call the board? Hi, number 4328. Oh, Warden, Warden. Can't you do something for me? I is innocent. I tell you, I is innocent. Oh, don't be silly. They all say that. Stevens, I brung you your last meal. There it is. A great big rainbow trout. Yeah, but, Warden, this fish ain't even fried. Don't worry about that. Just put it in your mouth and sit tight. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I'll see you later. I'm going in and dust off the chair. Oh, me. Look at the clock. One minute to go. What are they going to do? Oh, look who's coming down the cell block here. It's my lawyer, Calhoun. Oh, see me, Calhoun. See me. Tell me, did you go see the governor? Oh, yeah, Kingfish, old pal. Don't worry about a thing. I was happy to tell you that you won't have to go to the electric chair. Oh, that is wonderful, Calhoun. I went to the governor and I begged and I pleaded. And I said to him, I said, you can't send this innocent boy to the chair. You can't turn that electricity that current through this innocent man's veins. You can't throw the switch on this fair flower of manhood. And Kingfish, that's what done it. The government said you didn't have to go to the electric chair. Oh, that's wonderful. Yeah, you get in the gas chamber instead. <laughs> No, no. Hey, where's her? Where's her? Oh, I'm still in the cell. I've been dreaming. Oh, what a horrible dream. Oh, I ain't never going to do nothing wrong again in my life. Oh, I'm glad that was a dream. I went in here, of course, I palmed that census job off on end, and I'll never do nothing like that again. I'm going straight for the rest of my life. I'll never do nothing wrong again if I ever gets out of here. Yeah, 
King Fish Sapphire paid your bill, and Andy explained to the judge about the census mixed up, and you is now a free man. Oh, yeah, King Fish. We as your friends, all right, and we hope you done learned your lesson. What do you mean, done learned my lesson? Now, wait a minute, Chuck. Listen, just cause you done me a little favor, don't start rubbing it in on me here, you know. But wait a minute, Chuck King Wait a minute, nothing here. I've been thinking this whole thing over. I didn't do nothing wrong. You was the one that got me in jail with your stupidity. The only lesson I learned is that from now on, I'm going to do things myself. And you can forget about that census thing, too, Ender. From now on, the old kingfish here is taking that job over itself, and there won't be no mistakes. Oh, come on, Amos. I don't even want to talk to him. Yeah, well, I don't like to say this, kingfish, but you deserve to get yourself in trouble. Oh, shut up, Amos. Well, I better get on with my census taking here. I got a lot of houses to call on, and I'm going to start right now. That's what I'm going to Listen, honey, I tell you, there ain't no reason for you to be jealous of me. You listen. I know you've been seeing another man when I was away on business trips. Oh. Now, I ain't gonna stand for that. That's why I come home a day early. I'm gonna find out who it is. Oh, you is ridiculous. I ain't never looked at another man. It's just a lot of jealous nonsense. But I tell you, I know there's another man. But, honey, listen. Now, who that ringing our doorbell? Well, nobody know I'm home. <laughs> All right. I'm going to stay behind the door. And if it's a man and he says one thing out of line, there's going to be fireworks around here. Uh, good evening. Uh, I saw you as late. Is your husband home? So this is the guy. Take that, fella. No! See you next Sunday. Last year, forest fires destroyed enough lumber to build 86,000 five-room houses. Forest fires are our most shameful waste. They can and must be prevented. When you go into woodlands this spring, be careful with cigarettes and campfires and find out about the law before using fires in the woods. Forest fires can be prevented, but it's up to you. Stay tuned for the Edgar Bergen Charlie McCarthy program with Jack Benny as special guest. This is CBS, the Columbia Broadcasting System.